You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of HR Mavericks. I'm your host, Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Liat Rothschild, who's the founder and CEO of Packed with Purpose. Liat, how are you doing today? I'm great. So nice to see you, Garrett. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on here today. Are you surviving in cold Chicago weather? It is a sunny day, so I feel like if we've got sun in the winter, I mean, that's like thriving, surviving. We're, we, we're way past that. Awesome. Love it. That means spring is around the corner, I think, right? Uh, in a little bit. <laughs> in a little bit. It always is longer than we'd like, right? So, yeah. well, I'm excited to have you on the show today and really excited to dive into our topic. But before we do, give our listeners a little bit more context on your career background and also what your company, Packed with Purpose, does. Sure. So I'm the founder and CEO of Packed with Purpose. We are a corporate gifting company with a social mission. So we provide exceptional gifts that also do good. And we help our clients send those gifts to their employees, to their clients, to their board members, whoever their recipients might be. And a little bit on my background, my journey uh, has really been a dance between the world of social impact and business. A few stops along the way to really illustrate that. I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Paraguay many moons ago. I ended up Mm -hmm. going to business school. And then right before I started Packed with Purpose, I was advising chief sustainability officers and marketing executives and how they could take this pot of money um, called their corporate social responsibility dollars to do good for society, but also to have a financial return on the business. I love it. That's awesome. You know, there's lots of gifting companies out there, at least that I've heard of. You work in marketing. It's something that comes a lot or sales, right? But I love that you have kind of this good, this social good aspect of what you do. And that, that feels like something unique to me. That's not anything I've heard of. So excited to kind of talk about this subject of creating a culture centered on that purpose, because purpose is obviously key to, you know, everything that you've done in your career, as you just explained it, it's key to what your mission is at your company and what your business does. And so I think there's some, a lot of really, a lot of really good learnings that anyone out there can have around how do you create a culture in a business that's really centered on a key purpose. Before we jump into that though, I want to understand just a little bit more about how you feel like your background relates to the field of HR. So, you know, most, most of the listeners of our podcast, like, like you and I've talked about are these small business owners that are probably in a similar boat to you, but also, you know, those individual HR practitioners. So I know we'll probably get into this in the topic a little bit more, but tell us a little bit more about that experience that you have relating to some of the some of the um, pains that I guess a lot of HR, small business HR people face on a regular basis. Sure. Well, so let me let me um, take it from an optimistic point of view or a positive point of view. I would say, um, right, so as the founder CEO or someone who's leading HR at your company, you're only as good as your people are, right? And so that is, it doesn't matter how amazing your product or service is. If your people are not committed to your mission, if your people are not living their values in their interactions with their colleagues, in their conversations with prospects, in the way in which they manage uh, a client issue, then you're not putting your best foot forward. You're missing an opportunity to have repeat business. You're missing an opportunity for someone to serve as an ambassador and a referral to someone else for your business. Um, So really, I think of it as like everything starts internally, right? Like everything then radiates outward. So you have to focus in on HR because your people are everything. 
Yeah, I love it. I think that's so true. And, you know, with all the guests that I talk to on here, it kind of comes back to the same core thing, right? People are at the core of every business. Doesn't matter what, what business you're in, what industry, right? Who you serve that, you know, people are what keep the lights on and run it. And so you got to make sure that you're doing that well. And when you can layer in this, this element of purpose, that's higher level than just to make a paycheck can be really motivating and empowering and encouraging for employees as well. Is that right? Absolutely. Could not agree more. Awesome. So I want to dive into this topic a little bit more around this culture centered on purpose. I know that's, again, something key to your business. So tell us a little bit more about that. How has your company packed with purpose built culture and nurtured employees um, through purpose and wellness and engagement that that you're focused on there? Yeah. Well, you know, the fact that the products and our gifts all do good, we have purpose built into our DNA. Um, but I would say that in and of itself still isn't enough. It definitely means that we have a clear sense of who we are as a company and that when we are recruiting new employees to join Packs of Purpose, our value system is very apparent. And so it's easier to see someone and to understand if they might have a you know cultural alignment in terms of them being a good fit. But that's sort of table stakes for us at Packs of Purpose, right? Like we're a mission-oriented company. And so if you are not mission-oriented, you're probably not a fit. But beyond that, we have to think about how are we thinking about well-being and purpose and being um, impact forward beyond just the products that are in our gifts. And so that has to do with a whole host of things from big things in terms of, you know, what what benefits are we offering our our team members to maybe little things, um, but that still might have larger ramifications of like, uh, how do our employees want, you know, what is the preferred communication method that each employee has? How can um, team members and uh, managers know that and then work with that so that that individual can have the most productive day, but also feel good about their work and be the best contributor? Because yeah. we're a remote company. And so, you know, like many other companies, you're now, there's this added layer of complexity. And so those nuances really come into play, not just in terms of your employee happiness, which maybe some would say that's a, um, a, a lighter um, metric, but really it's a very important one. But if that one doesn't convince you, then productivity is definitely one that you can see a direct tie to business results. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And I think this is all really good. I, I want to take it one, I want to go one layer deeper here yeah. now, because I think that we talked about this, you and I at a fairly theoretical level that I think most people would, would, it resonates with them. I want to, I want to talk just more specifically about your company and your experience there. So you're a company that inherently the products that your customers purchase have a social good or some sort of good that they do as well. Is that right? Give us an example of that. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Okay. So here's a few examples. We source this delicious granola from an amazing impact partner. That's the affectionate term we call our suppliers that has a workforce development program for women in need of a second chance. It could be women who are survivors of um, domestic violence. It could be women that were living on the streets, women that have, you know, for various reasons, barriers to employment. And so through a uh, 12-week workforce development program, they get paid to learn skills, to get their um, certificate so that they can then find a job. So that's one example. Another would be a wood-bound journal um, created by an amazing impact partner where they are on a mission to reforest the planet. 
So mm-hmm. all of the, you know, for every product that is purchased, they are uh, planting a tree. So those are two different examples. You know, one has an environmental impact. Another one has a uh, workforce development or people impact. And really what we see is that there's incredible power in stories and there's so many different products and services out there. And we want to tell these impact forward stories because that's yeah. what makes a gift uh, compelling and memorable. Yeah, I think that makes total sense. And so how would you describe that overarching mission then for your company specifically? Yeah, so we're really on a mission to change the way companies and people give and to make it easy to do good with every gift. Yeah, and I can see how that the uh, receiving a gift like that can be even more meaningful than just the gift itself. It's even more meaningful than just the really good granola, right? Or the spiral bound notebook when you know that there's this story and this other good that's happening behind it, right? Absolutely. And uh, bringing it full circle to the HR point, you know, so any packed with purpose or every packed with purpose employee knows that they are part of doing good, whether they're helping control inventory, whether they are someone that is thinking about marketing and lead generation, or whether there's someone that is, uh, you know, focused on accounts payable. But still in your day-to-day work, you sometimes can lose sight of the mission because you're dealing with things that are complex. And so one of the things that we did was we said, how can we bring the mission forward on a more frequent basis? Because this is part of why people chose to work at Packard Purpose. And so what we have is something called Purveyor Spotlight, where um, the individual on our team that really has a close relationship with our impact partners, we have a call every two weeks with one of our impact partners. And it's an intimate conversation where we might have the founder of a social enterprise, you know, the one example that I gave, and maybe one of the beneficiaries of the program really talk about how that impact partner is doing good in some of their complexities and their challenges. It's an opportunity for every team member at Pack with Purpose to get closer to our mission and to feel like they're living those values, which is why they came to Pack with Purpose in the first place. Yeah, I love that. And I wonder if you could tell us just a little bit more about specifically how that mission and understanding that mission has helped you attract and retain employees that you have right now. Sure. I mean, I can give you one specific uh, example. So we're actively recruiting for a few positions. Uh, We have three screener questions. One of those screener questions is, why do you want to work at Packed with Purpose? Let me tell you, it is very easy to weed out 98% of the applicants because their response has nothing to do with mission. And so saying, I want to work for a woman-owned business, or I like working with startups, or I like working with innovative companies, that is all just a canned answer. If someone does not specifically say they want to work at Packed with Purpose because they want to use their, uh, you know, their skills to do good or they want to marry profit with purpose, I know, and you know, everyone on our team knows they don't actually know who we are and or they don't care or they don't care enough and they're not going to be the next colleague that we want to bring in. Yeah, I think that makes total sense. So I wanna I wanna push back and play devil's advocate just a little yeah. bit on this because I know a lot of our listeners work for small local businesses, you know, it might be the local restaurant, or it might be an HVAC company, or whatever it is. So how do you interject purpose with meaning into your culture, if you already have an existing business where it's not inherently part of how you, why you started the business, right? Like yeah, I know yeah. your business model, it's, it's inherently built into your business model, I think it makes total sense. What about those other companies where it's not? How should they apply some of the things we're talking about? Yeah, great question. So I think there's two ways to think about it. Um, And 
neither one is right and I wouldn't do just one. So you can approach it from top down, right? The founders or the leadership team, they might think of, uh, you can call it a cause or you can call it a mission. You could call it different organizations, depending on the type of company. If they're hyper-local, maybe there's an important um, organization, a food pantry, or there's a local movement that's really important in terms of you know environmental conservation, whatever it might be. Um, again, it depends on the size of your company, the size of your workforce, where you are, but it could be that it's top down. Um, that in and of itself, I wouldn't say is the only solution, but it could be bottom up or you've got a workforce and, you know, maybe there's just a handful of people that are vocal and they're passionate about doing good, but start there. And I'd say the best combination is a combination, you know, is something that basically combines the two of them. So both understanding what is leadership passionate about? What are the resources they're willing to dedicate, right? Like maybe it's a check, maybe it is a matching program, maybe it is volunteer days, maybe it's taking the time to have a guest speaker and to educate your team about a local issue or a topic that's important to your business. And so not only are you educating and you're building awareness, but you're also, um, you know, bringing your uh, employee base close to whatever topic might be important to your stakeholders, to your clients, to your suppliers, to various partners. And so I think that that makes you a smarter professional. I think it makes you a more dedicated professional and hopefully also makes uh, your relationships with your colleagues stickier and deeper. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So if I'm hearing you right, what you're saying is if you're a business leader, a small business, or maybe an HR leader, and you want to strengthen culture, one of the best ways to do that is to get together to identify what are we passionate about as a company? What do we care about? And listen to employees. And maybe you already have some causes that you're giving to or that you're supporting naturally. And then make, you know, make that happen, right? In a a more formal basis and help people understand what you're doing and why, and give people opportunities to contribute. Is that right? Absolutely. And sometimes it's taking something that is being done informally and making it a bit more formal, right? Or Mm -hmm. putting some more structure on it so that more people can get involved, so that you're upping the ante in terms of the contribution, but then also the positive outcome. Um, You know, and sometimes it's just a matter of asking those questions to your team, because, you know, you as the CEO or you as the head of HR, you're not the only person that should be passionate and care about this in order for this Mm -hmm. to actually be meaningful and for it to contribute to making a culture that is um, filled with purpose and that retains employees and keeps them happy and motivated, it's got to be more than just one person. Yeah, that makes sense. So what about the CEOs or those solo HR people that are hearing this and saying, man, I wish I had the time to do that, but there's so many other things. Like what, what results have you seen or have you seen in the past when you worked with other companies kind of from implementing a program like this that's more formalized? What are the business impacts from doing something like this? Yeah, well, I would say one of them is you've got a more integrated workforce because if it's not just one person in their office or you know in their home office working and thinking it through, you've got people across different business units or functions that are coming together. And we know that people stay at their jobs because of their colleagues, right? Or because of their boss. And so creating those interactions and those opportunities to really grow relationships has a profound impact on people's tenure at a company. And now where more and more companies are working remotely, the opportunity to bond over a lunch or over an event or at the water cooler, that's 
totally fallen by the wayside. And so you have to create that. And once you create it, then this beautiful flywheel occurs where those, you know, relationships blossom. And you know what? It might be that through a relationship where someone from customer success is speaking to someone in operations, you suddenly realize that there's a real opportunity to improve operations to improve a customer's experience with your product or service, right? So it's like uh, never-ending breadcrumbs in terms of what the potential outcome could be. Yeah, I love it. How do you prevent um, an initiative like this from becoming just a one-off splash in a bucket? We're going to go do this service activity versus something that's ongoing and really contributes to culture long-term. Great question. The first thing I would say is it's not one person. So whatever the initial idea is, you want more people involved. The second thing is create the opportunity or the event or, you know, whatever the program might be in a way that is achievable, but that also is the start of something larger. If it's something so massive, it might have wiped away all resources and people feel spent such that they can't imagine doing something again until a year later. And one might argue, well, you're not actually having the impact that you intended in terms of bringing your employees together on a more periodic basis. Um, But I would really say, think about what you want to do, create some kind of roadmap, and also knowing that you can create micro steps, right? Like if you have big ideas, but it's not going to be achieved in two years, break it down, and that will help you gain the confidence and the resources and the uh, know-how to then implement larger um, programs or, or initiatives. Yeah, I love it. I think that that makes sense. So I wanted to bring this home. I really um, am hoping you could talk to us a little bit more about your experience there at Pact with Purpose. I mean, we talked about, you know, the the good that is inherently built into your business model. Maybe you can give us another example of something you've done Mm -hmm. internally there to kind of bring employees together. And what were some of the successes and challenges that you learned along the way from something like that? Sure. Okay. So here's another example. So we're a gifting company with, you know, focused on social impact. So a term that lots of people use is minority owned, right? So we had a lot of clients that came to us for our gifts and they would say, I'm looking to buy a minority owned gift, or I'm looking to support, you know, black entrepreneurs. And in our own research and our own reflection, especially from a marketing point of view, we started to read and, um, be curious about the use of this term. Is this the right term? Is this a term that might have been provided by um, an outside group? And so we started having, you know, scrappy focus group conversations with our impact partners who identified as Black, as BIPOC, as Hispanic, as Indigenous, to ask them these questions. How do you talk about yourself? What do you think is appropriate? How would you like us or others to refer to you? And sort of married that up with what our clients were asking for. And all that was, was being curious and asking some good questions, but it really showed, uh, it shown a spotlight for all of the employees at Pact with Purpose that this was a more circuitous route. It was the harder route, but it was an important thing for us to stand behind being a purpose-driven company to think about how our words have meaning and how, if we are really supporting our product suppliers, our impact partners, how do we want to refer to them in a way that they refer to themselves? Yeah. I love it. I think that's a great example. So Liat, thank you so much for taking the time to share some of your insights with us. I know the time went quick today and we could probably stay on and chat for another couple of hours about this stuff, but this has been awesome. So thank you for joining us. You know, as we kind of wrap up here, one of the questions I like to ask all of our guests, that's not necessarily related to the topic that we talked about today could be maybe, but it's really more related to uh, the HR Mavericks community, which this podcast is a part of. And our mission there is really to democratize 
HR knowledge and best practices for those people who need it most, which is often small businesses. And mm-hmm. so what's one tangible tip? What's one thing you'd recommend that our listeners do this week to really help improve their HR and people functions? I would say ask more questions. And you're asking those questions to your employees. You're asking those questions to your top clients. You're asking those questions to your prospects. If you're asking questions and you're genuine about wanting to hear the response, there is so much information that you're going to gather. Awesome tip. I love it. Ask more questions. I'm going to write it down and go work on it this week. So thank you for sharing that tip and your experience with us. If there there are listeners that want to learn more from you, connect with you, or learn more about your company, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. They could go to our website, packedwithpurpose.gifts, G-I-S-T-S. Look forward to connecting with anyone who reaches out. Thank you. And we'll drop that link in the show notes. So any listeners, go find that and you'll be able to find exactly where Liat's website is. So Liat, thank you again so much for taking the time to join with us today. Hope you have a great rest of the day. You too. Thanks. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.